Big news, Justin. I just received a 12-year extension to continue co-hosting just a bit outside. Should I be concerned that I haven't gotten a phone call yet? Just a bit outside. Hello, welcome in to the greatest podcast for a 10-team fantasy baseball league that ever existed. This is just a bit outside. I'm Travis Higgins. Welcome in, everybody. We are going to get you ready for 2019 Real Live Count em Baseball is just around the corner this week. We have opening day across Major League Baseball, which means it's opening week for Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball. We're going to get you ready. This is the big show. Let me welcome in the co-host, my friend. You know him as Justin Deering. Justin, welcome into the show, my friend. What's going on, buddy? I am excited because last week we debuted something new on the show. There was an opening commercial And I had multiple text messages from people around the league and around the country curious about what this what this was going to do for us and for this league and for mainly for this podcast. And I am proud to announce that over the last seven days, we have earned 10 whole cents. Travis, that's right. 10 cents. Now, I want you to think about this in, in, in in terms of longevity. Like mm-hmm. you said in the pre-show, this is a 50-50 show. So we, over the next year, we will roughly make $5.20. Mm-hmm. But you said in the, pre- in, the, in the earlier that you had signed a 12-year extension. So over the next 12 years, if we keep this current viral pace we're on, we're going to make a total of $62.40. Split evenly, $31.20. That's enough for almost three full seasons of Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball. Yeah, and that and all those numbers are accurate, and those are the richest uh, ad money in the history of this podcast. Just a bit outside, so we are ecstatic to to call this our show and make this our home, and we are proud to sponsor with Anchor.fm. Justin, I'm glad to do the show with you. Hey, big week is ahead of us. Obviously, baseball is finally finally here we have been laboring through this off season and justin before we get to our big story and we're obviously going to talk a lot of opening day opening week baseball before we get there what do you most look forward to when it comes to baseball's opening day uh from a fantasy standpoint or from a professional standpoint let's let's do both how about that (laughs) <laughs> from a professional standpoint, from a actual lover of the game standpoint, uh, this year I will not be making it out to opening day just because the Rangers are in oversell mode for it being the last season at the Globe. Yeah. And they opened up like 12 tickets the other day and they were all standing room only. And I just missed that opportunity. But I look forward to making that first game of the year, whether it's game two or game five or early in the season, I want to get out there and just enjoy that stadium multiple times this year before we go indoors is and I'm excited about that. Yep. Uh, I was there when they opened the season in 95 or opened that stadium in 95 for the first time. And it was an amazing day there with my dad. And I just know it'd be awesome to go back with my dad this year, but he won't be making a trip with me, but it's just kind of thinking about 
this season as a Rangers fan, we're not going to be thinking a lot about wins. We're going to be thinking a lot about experiences. And if you look at their bobbleheads are given out this year, this year is going to be a year of experiences, not a year of penance. Uh, that's what I look forward to the most is a start of a new season, enjoying the memories you have in a place, especially in the last year. But fantasy wise, I just look forward to this is, you know, this week is week one of me making a move towards my second bobblehead. Now I'm not saying that it's a guarantee, but it is the process. The preseason process is wrapped up and now the in season process starts. And, that's just fun from the beginning to look at your team and be like, you know where I'm at today won't win a championship, but where I'm going to be at in 21 weeks, I'm going to put myself in the best spot possible. Yep, absolutely. Uh, th- this is the time of year I love the most. I love the springtime, the sunshine, the green grass. I love the sound of baseball hitting a bat. And I love, you know, I don't think I'm getting out to opening day this year, but to just at least watch baseball and to kind of put myself back into the season, the long grind, which is one aspect of baseball I love. And to your point, even into the fantasy world, I love that aspect. I, I love the offseason stuff, but I, I enjoy the week-to-week management of my team and the head-to-head because you know all of our teams have gotten better, but now it really counts. We have to go head-to-head. We have to play each other. And you know what? Let's talk about that because our big story – for this 2019 prediction episode is exactly that baseball is finally here. Here we go. Baseball is finally among us. Week one, a short week one to begin the 2019 Harry Dole fantasy baseball season. And Justin, as we look ahead, all the every team in our league has changed. They have improved new names, new uh, new lineups. There is going to be uh, more than ever before. Our league is is across the board. Um, more competitive every owner is involved but Justin as you look ahead to not just week one but you look ahead to the start of the 2019 season what grabs your attention what's the storyline that starts this Thursday for Harry Doyle fantasy baseball I think it's exactly what you said off of the intro would be it is a short week one with baseball starting on a Thursday it makes it very hard for us to have a week or a week and a half week one because of the way our league is set up. I think in the past we've actually had an extended period one that goes about a week and a half. And historically we see huge points in those first two weeks because you have so many opportunities. I think week one this year being a short week, I, I would like to go on record and say that there is going to be a win or loss in this week that will affect the playoffs in 22 weeks because this is an opportunity for a team that may not be projected to win this week or somebody we may not pick to win this week to actually steal a game because if any of these big-name players or players in general come out in these first four days of the season and start cold, four days is quick. Four days is quick to put up points, and four days is quick to not put up points. So you could see some low-scoring games. You could see some very high-scoring games. You could see some teams that maybe – that you don't expect to win this first week, or maybe you're you're expecting them to be a mid-tier team, they come out and blow the doors off for four days and steal one in week one, that in week 22, that could be a 
difference between fourth and third place or, or difference between the fifth best record, and the fourth best record, since we have the new playoff structure. I think the short week to open the season is very intriguing this year. Yeah, and obviously every game and every win, every loss is going to count, especially when you add them all up at the end of 22 weeks. And so you're right, you know, this W or this L here in this short week one, which is the only short week of the season, is going to matter at some point. And 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 those things are just a, a part of the scheduling, I guess, and how the how the season is going to line itself up. But and I agree with all of that, and, and I think here. The, the flip side to all that is with a short weekend, the start as a week one scoring period for us in Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball, is it also gives us an opportunity to see how teams um, have revamped, especially in the offseason over the last couple of weeks with free agent bidding and trades over this winter, all those kinds of things, how they come out, how is that roster that's been reshaped, how does it come out of the gate? You know, how does this new Van Buren boys team, you know, face against which has been uh, last season in 2018, a powerhouse in Royal Ruckus, right? How does, especially you and I call them the winners of free agent bidding based off round one alone. How does Brady's six shooters stack up coming out of the gate with Goldschmidt and Rizzo and Stanton in that lineup now. You know, those kinds of things are going to be intriguing. And, of course, you know, we're going to continue. I would imagine our tradition uh, next week, you know, we'll have our week one overreactions, you know, based off these wins and based off those losses, you and I will overreact to those things. And we'll either say the six shooters are the undefeated champions of the league, or if they lose, we'll look at them and say Brady's a, an idiot and got everything wrong in the offseason. And so it'll be interesting all because of the short weekend or the short scoring period, but just to see how these new rosters actually line up against competition. And I think with the short week as well, it really, you really start looking at who has done a good job of collecting those top of the rotation pitchers because you only have four games. So if you're looking at a guy who pot, most of these teams only have three games actually in those four days, if you're looking at guys that are maybe a four or five starter that are still in the top five starting pitchers on a team, they may not get that start. So a lot of times we spend a lot of time on this podcast and in this league talking about total starts per week because we don't have a cap on it. Some people can get 10 to 12 starts. You're not going to get, you'll be lucky to probably get yep. four to five starts in four days if you have top of the line pitching. But if you have one ace and two or three secondary pitchers, you may only get two or three starts, and then it really gets yeah, interesting you, because and you can't you've got count to look the four at, and fives at all. Yeah, you can't count the four and fives at all. But then next week we'll have inflated start numbers because those guys will come back. It's just, I, I, I mean, I believe this is our first time to do it like this, where we have a short first week that I can recall, and it's just kind of a, a little game, a little different than what we're used to. It's a little different than the past, and I mean, if you look at it last year, even though the if you just take points out of it. Oklahoma Smoke missed having the same record as the Beavers by one game. They and they would they would have yeah. lost the tiebreaker and the points, but on the record side, one game, one loss could have at least made it a tie for third where it came down to tiebreakers and points. So I think week one, not to sound cliche in the sports world, but week one's just as important as week twenty-two. And especially on a short window where you could possibly go in and steal a game from somebody. 
Yeah, week one, we'll see the matchups of six shooters taking on Zach's Oklahoma Smoke. Justin's Los Tigres here will take on Wichita White Wolves. That'll probably be my game of the week. I'll go ahead and tell you that. The rivalry week. Rivalry week right there. The rematch of the Pedro Serrano Division Championship game right there. Beards of Glory will take on Lands Bolding Beavers. The revamped Van Buren boys will take on the Royal Ruckus, and my Aikens Army will visit, yes, the one, the only, Blake's censored by the commish. So uh, I, don't, I haven't heard from Blake yet on this one if we'll have a bet or not. Uh, we'll see how that I think, goes. I think it should be for green slips. I think it should be, or pink slips, I think, or whatever it is where you trade cars. <laughs> but I think it should be like trading positions like if you lose you have to let him be commissioner for the rest of the year yeah well uh, you know i don't know if i'll bet with blake because he doesn't really pay up exactly what he said he would pay up with so uh he paid for your fantasy football league that you didn't pay attention to the whole year that's exactly right i just wanted him to spend the money and uh not care about it because i'm a fantasy baseball guy justin uh let's uh let's move on from the from a to a big story part two, if you will. Because yes, we have a short week and yes, we have actual games and yes, we could dive into these lineups and, and projected starters a little bit more if you'd like. But I think obviously the big story, one of the big stories just coming out of baseball in general are the preseason injuries. We have a lot of injuries that are going to affect not just week one, but to your point about, hey, a win here and a loss here in week one is obviously going to affect the the outcome of week 23 down the road. These injuries have a huge potential of affecting teams' W's and losses, not only in week one, but in the weeks to come. Absolutely, and I think um – I know the big one I saw that uh, we heard from Chris pre, pre-show pre tonight that the Scooter Gannett injury, putting him out for 8 to 12 weeks, uh, that's a big one because if you just look at Chris's lineup, and we talked about this after free agency ended, he was very strong on the pitching side, and the, the depth may not have been there on the offense. Luckily, he's got an option with J.P. Crawford being assigned to minor leagues to make some moves there. Who knows what that's going to look like, but... This is where that thing we talked about last week with 25-man contracts. When you have a full squad at 25 men and you have no no waiver wire spots, it gets a little tight. Now, do I think Chris is going to – obviously, he's going to make it work. It's going to happen. But I think this is going to be something we have to keep an eye on all year with most of these teams having those 25 contracts. I think we said when, when waiver wires opened, we had five teams that could go sign people. So half the league is maxed out on their contracts – and hopefully there's some flexibility on the benches because when these these injuries happen, uh, you got to have an option to, to, to fix that, whether it's through trade, through waiver wire, or something to that effect. I think what got me thinking about these injuries was Dustin's tw- uh, text today in the group text about Jose Ramirez. I had no clue what was going on. I was at a soccer game, and I texted uh, Blake and said, did he die? And <laughs> the way he's the way he phrased rest in peace, Jose Ramirez. I thought the same thing. I mean, we've had we've had people in this league die before, yes, so let's true. be careful. Yeah. Some of them stayed on rosters for an entire season, Colby. <laughs> uh, but 
I was worried that, you know, did Jose Ramirez die? What happened? And luckily, like you said, there was no broken bones, but that's a big injury for Land's team. Matt Olson, somebody I made a move for this this offseason as, as a first base option, injured for the next six to eight weeks. I mean, across the board, there are injuries that people have to already take into account before the first pitch of the season's even been thrown. Yeah, and the wrinkle in it all that too, obviously, as fantasy owners, is waiting till teams officially put these players on the IL because, you know, Aiken's army, you know, I'm in a position where I'm waiting. Uh, well, the Dodgers are still trying to decide if Kershaw is actually going to go on the IL or just, you know, start later in the rotation. But someone like Alex Wood for the Cincinnati Reds, they said he's going to go on the IL, but they're not going to put him on there until the season starts. And so, you know, and we're, we're waiting for those moves to be made. So other moves can make, be made so we're we're waiting for one or two dominoes so other dominoes can fall and all that plays into that because we're all waiting around for the season to start but we're also waiting around to find extra points you know a, a healthy guys to come into our lineups and these injuries uh they're kind of stacking up right now and and they're going to affect uh, how we not only construct our rosters but how we can go out and find those points that are out there oh absolutely i think um I think we're going to see waiver wire part two about 24 hours before the first pitch of the first game. When we see a lot of these teams start to make those announcements that so-and-so will be on the 10 day or the 60 day, or I mean, we pretty much know the guys that are going on 60 days already, but they aren't on yet. So we're all sitting around waiting for those spots to drop and add and type of things like that, where this is getting, I mean, it's going to be a little frantic the day, uh, the last 24 hours before that first pitch to fill out lineups because just based on a quick glance and nobody's fact-checked this one, 80% of the teams are looking at someone possibly being on the IL, uh, which I still don't like saying. It's the DL. Um, <laughs> they're looking at people being injured for a prolonged amount of time off the beginning of the season, and we've got to fill those spots. But again, like you said, they're going to wait to the last minute so that they don't show their hand or they're trying to make that decision, like especially with Kershaw. Is he just going to be the fifth pitcher of this rotation or is he going to go out for 10 to 15 days to get a rest? What's the deal? Nobody, nobody can put him on early second retroactive because season hadn't started yet. So it's just going to be a, an interesting Wednesday to Thursday morning waiver wire slash announcements of injuries slash. Do you have room on your roster to make a move if they don't announce yeah. it? That kind of stuff. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and you know, and the fact is, every owner in Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball and every owner in every fantasy league across the the world are going to be dealing with injuries to some form or fashion. And and you know this, and I know this as a former champion in the league, as a former three time champion in the league. I just wanted to get that in there. You know, you not only have to have good roster construction, but you also need a little bit of luck. And that means you need a little bit of luck to go your way in the injury department, right? You don't need your big guys, the guys who are projected to bring in, uh, you know, a big bulk of your points over the course of a 22-week season to be on the injured list uh, for a very long time. That that's always a that's digging yourself into a hole that sometimes you can't get out of later in the season, and that may mean more, or uh, may mean more here in a short week one scoring period. We'll just wait and find out i'm travis Hagens. that's justin deering you are listening to the greatest podcast just a bit outside up your butt joe boo travis 
now that we're through a little bit of week one, I'm sure we'll come back and make some crazy predictions or just predictions in general, look at some projections that we've got for this season. We, I want to stop down because fantasy baseball is about one thing. It's about baseball. And we are following teams. We're fans of teams. You're a Ranger fan. I'm a Ranger fan. We got Royals fans. We got fans of all teams. We got a bunch of fans of minor league teams. Um, <laughs> I know you're a big uh, Oklahoma City Drillers fan. Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers, whatever they're called. Um, but let's look at the root of what our fantasy baseball addiction is about. It's about baseball. So when you look at this season from a professional standpoint, what are you looking most forward to? What do you see for teams? Like who, who do you think is going to be a breakout team? Like, let's just talk baseball for a little bit. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about, and again, it's one of the one of the aspects I love about baseball is the length of the season. And and you know, I have a lot of NBA friends. I like the NBA, but one of the issues I have with the NBA is the length of the season. And they like, but you like baseball? And I said yes, but they play every single day, right? So, you know, the length of the season, but also the fact that there is a game every single day going on, and there's always something to watch for when you're paying attention to. So when you talk about the course of a long season, man, uh, there's so many different things you can kind of pay attention to, but uh, you know, the surprise, you know, here's how, here's a couple of things I want to see at least kind of the start of the season. We've seen a rash of extensions, you know, big name players, Chris sale, Paul Goldschmidt, Mike Trout, uh, Verlander, right? All this week. I think all those guys were this week. And um, not only the big contracts of, of Harper and Machado, those things that happened this offseason, I'd like to see how these big names with these new big cash deals, how these guys respond to that. Are they going to be you know, the pitchers or the hitters that the, these teams are paying for? Can Mike Trout, who's by far, no one's going to disagree, the best player and Major League Baseball, in the planet, can he live up to a $430 million contract and be, you know, Mike Trout 2.0? You know, those are the kind of things that that interest me. I want to see those kind of those personal, uh, those, those kinds of guys. Can Paul Goldschmidt, who's not even played one game for the St. Louis Cardinals yet, can he be... You know, for for lack of a better term, can he be the savior for that team and be the guy, the anchor for that St. Louis Cardinals team to put him over the top and, and back on the National League Central top? Those kinds of things interest me. You know, can those guys live up to it? What about you? Uh, first off, I want to say I think we've already seen one of the coolest moments of the season. Um, I don't know how many people tuned in at the 2 a.m. start time of the games over in Japan. But the whole thing with Ichiro was really cool, even though a lot of people are saying, you know, he retired but came back to play two games but should have just stayed retired. I don't think – I think that was yeah. one of the best send-offs I've seen yeah. because it made sense. They're playing two games in his home country. He's a, a hero there. I mean, he's like – he's, he's like legendary. bigger than we could imagine. Yeah. He's legendary there. I mean, if you saw Kikuchi – I love saying that name. If you saw him when he hugged Ichiro after his last game – it was like a little boy looking at, it's like me looking at Nolan Ryan when I was 10. The guy hugged him and had tears in his eyes because it's the end of an era. It is his hero, his role model walking away, but 
the fact that both teams cleared the field and let him walk off by himself and just take it in, I think that's going to be one of the coolest moments that we're going to see all year, and it's already over. Um, I think this year you're going to see some uh, just – I think it's going to be a great year. I think I'm excited to see like Bryce Harper – in Philadelphia, just like you said, with these long-term extensions, uh, I want to see how those guys now that they've got their money, how they how they respond. But I just, uh, I'm just excited to see baseball. I'm excited to see. You're excited, you know what? I, I say that a lot, but I am. It's my favorite week of sports. I'm a huge Mavs fan, as a lot of you know. I'm a big, I'm a not a big Cowboys fan, but I'm a fan of football. But baseball, the first week of baseball, baseball season is just different. And it is it is a start of a new season for everybody, and it's going to be awesome. I'm looking at some some of Baseball America's bold predictions for this year, and um, unfortunately, in the AL West, they have the Rangers finishing dead last. Oh, so shocking! So, so I mean, they went. That, that's a bold prediction bold. there. I, I'm just curious, Travis, if you just had to pull it, and we didn't talk about this before. If you had to pull three names out of a hat, who would you say your top three NL MVPs are for this year? Bold prediction. NL? Yes, National League. That's what that stands for. Yeah, no, I just want to make sure I heard you. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's just – and it also gives me a moment to think about it, you know. Uh, let's see. I, You know, I think, uh, I think Bryce Harper is going to be up there. I, I really do think Paul Goldschmidt is going to be in that conversation. I think he's going to thrive in St. Louis. Um, those are the two that come to mind quickly for me. Um, uh, you said three. I'll throw in, and this is this is all honesty. This is more of a, a team favorite. Chris Bryant, I think, might be in that conversation. Well, I, um, you know, I, I see the list that they have here. They are predicting anyway, you're cheating. They they are predicting Nolan Arenado. Oh, that's a good uh, one. Being the number one. That's a good one. After yeah. he got paid too. Yeah, I don't know if that's his right. name. He got yeah. paid big time. Uh, number number two and number three on this list are names I did not expect. With you know the Bryce Harpers and the Goldschmidt, I think those names you threw out are great. Number two, Robert Robert uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, wow. And number three, I guarantee if I gave you 50 shots, you would not guess Anthony Rendon. No, I would not have put him on my <laughs> my top 10 list for sure. No. <laughs> All right. That's the bold. American League, obvi- that is bold. The American League is very e- – I think is easier. I think you could – if I gave you five shots to name these three, you would name all three of them. Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and Alex Bregman. Those are the top three names coming in based on Baseball America's bold predictions for 2019. Yeah, am I am but I what, crazy to I I'd put Altuve if I had to pick someone from Houston, I'd put Altuve over Bregman to be in that conversation. Bregman's a number six baseball player in all the <laughs> league based on ESPN. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, and I think the American League Rookie of the Year is pretty much already shut down as long as the guy moves up. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. should take that. But a lot of people are also saying that Jimenez from the White Sox and also of the Royal Ruckus has an opportunity. I'll be interested to see what Luke does with that this year. Um, does he yeah. go ahead and call him up and get the points or does he wait and get a full cycle out of him? So let's get into the what matters Travis, who is your pick? What teams are your pick and who wins the World Series in 2019? Oh, we're going straight there, huh? So let me look, let me look through here. I, I, 
as much as it kills me, I think I think Yankees come out of the East. I actually think the Twins are going to come out of the Central. I don't I don't see Cleveland being able to pull that out. Uh, I don't want to talk about the American League West. Uh, I'm uh man, let's let's go Yankees from. I'm gonna go Yankees from the American League. I actually think Philadelphia is your National League East. I like the Cubs in the NL Central, and I think I think that National League Central is gonna be so fun to watch with Milwaukee, the Cubs, and the Cardinals especially. But man, the Cincinnati Reds—they're either gonna be big or they're gonna bust big time, and that'll be a fun a fun team to pay attention to that National League Central is going to be a lot of fun. But if I'm with the pick right now, I'll go Cubs come out of that Central. And uh, you know what? I like the Rockies. Uh, I like the Rockies in the West. So let's say Yankees, the American League team. I'm thinking I hadn't thought a whole lot about this and I'm going to go. I'm going to go Phillies in the NL East. That's my bold. That's my bold World Series prediction. Well, that NL Central race you talked about, if you look at, and I, I switched over to Roto Champ just to see what they were saying. Roto Champ has that race separated by two mm. wins. Yeah. But, between the Cardinals, the Brewers, and the Cubs, and they have it in that order Cardinals, Brewer, I, Cubs, Cardinals with 85 wins. It, just the Cubs coming in third with 85 well, and, wins. And, and I'm not going to be shocked if that's the order at the end of the day, but it's going to be close. Absolutely. Close. I mean, it, it's it's like a four-team race, in my opinion. It's it's clear the Pittsburgh Pirates are the team looking out, you know, uh, looking – they're the team outside looking in. That's what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. But, but the Pittsburgh Pirates are going to be a nice young team. I just think there's too much firepower in that central. So that if you're a baseball fan in general, that's – that's the division to pay attention to. That's going to be a fun. Division. Yeah, R- Roto Champ has that one separated out by six wins. The 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 Pirates come in at seventy nine. St. Louis Cardinals come in at eighty five. So they're basically just going to beat up on each other all year, and everybody's going to hover around five hundred. Uh, my prediction again, I think I agree. The Yankees, because I'll never pick the Astros. Um, the Yankees come out of the American League, and I I think it's Yankees Dodgers for an awesome. Head-to-head matchup of two Dodgers. huge markets, Dodgers again, um, and uh, I don't know who wins that. I don't particularly care as long as Walker Bueller has a Cy Young style year. I'm so what I hear us saying is the first place Cactus League Kansas City Royals will not continue their eighteen twelve six hundred winning percentage dominance in spring training through the regular season. I highly doubt that. I just don't. I don't. I don't see it happening for them. <laughs> Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. Justin, let's move along to Harry Doyle fantasy baseball predictions and projections. Let's get bold when we look ahead to 2019. Obviously, we know Week One begins this week, but Justin, we have our Serrano division. We have our Rick Vaughn division and when you look ahead now we've talked in length in the last couple of episodes in particular about teams uh, uh, free agent bidding new players the remake of rosters all those kinds of things but Justin I'm going to let you be the Rick Vaughn voice and I'll take care of Pedro Serrano and let's start with Rick Vaughn division when you look at the end of the day 22 weeks from now 
Okay. Who is the team on top in that Rick Vaughn division? Well, I think, I mean, and we haven't brought it up yet, but there is, uh, there's some projections we were sent this week from a member of the league who took some time to put together a very pretty spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it kind of ranks out offenses Give versus defenses. And credit. It looked, or Chris, Chris did a great job of building a beautiful spreadsheet and easy to read and easy to look at. Uh, and I, I will admit I had to look at the fan tracks to see which league was Rick Vaughn and which was Pedro Serrano. Cause I can't ever remember, but I will be talking about your division. Correct. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I think I mean, based on what I see on paper, what I see on this spreadsheet, what I've thought since we got done building teams the last couple of weeks in your league, I really feel like it is the Aikens army and then everybody else. But for the Aikens Army to succeed, they are going to have to see major, major continual production from that offense because that offense is stacked. Sanchez, Abreu, Cano, Bryant, Story, Betts, Harper, Martinez, Cruz. That's your starting 10 or starting however many that is. Nine, I think it's 10. Right? Yeah, it's 10. Nine, whatever. <laughs> With the, yeah, well, yeah, nine. Sorry, uh, whatever. It's. I mean that that's a stacked lineup. I mean you have only one player projected or two players projected under four hundred and fifty total points, and everybody's projected over four hundred. I don't think there's another team in the league other than maybe the Wichita White. No, Wichita White Wolves. You you have. There's no other team with every player on their team projected over four hundred points. Um, so I mean your offense is projected over close to over 4,500 points by itself. It's the number one ranked offense in yes, the league. You. But you're, yeah, it's great. But if you have a major sure. injury, if if Betts falls out or Harper falls out, it, you've got to get creative to find those points. Uh, so I, like I said, I think it's Army number one than everybody else. But I do feel like, um, I feel like Blake has a shot if the cards fall right with these young kids and some of these people stay healthy he has a shot to push for that third place even though that doesn't guarantee a uh a playoff uh anymore a playoff spot anymore with our league i think ruckus and and blake could be going after for that area um i'm interested because i know i know colby's big on making moves in season to kind of see what he can do to get better or whether he you know decides that it's get better for next year or get better for now colby's always been one to make a trade mid-season and not worry about it so i think y'all's is first place is going to be settled based on injuries but that second third and fourth and fifth that's going to be pretty tight with those group those guys and um you know, we're all hoping for like a a, a Mookie Betts oh, torn ACL no or something. That not at all. I think from that Serrano division, you know, it's it has to be Wichita White Wolves on top of the hill here. They are the reigning league champions first and foremost. But the Wichita White Wolves are also. I mean, they have kept not only their pitching intact, they have the same prolific hitters in that lineup from a season ago, and they've only added, you know, on paper to both of those ranks. And now, yes, injuries are going to play into this. We already talked about Scooter Jeanette a little bit, but but Wichita White Wolves are the clear one in my books for the Pedro Serrano division. And I think after that, very much like, you know, and this is the great thing about Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball. We're entering our eighth season, and more than ever, this league is is competitive, and every team 
is there's not trash in our league. And now we couldn't say that four years ago. You know, there was there was teams you knew going into the season were not going to come out with three wins. And a lot of that was was ownership and and roster construction. You can't say that going into the 2019 season um, because after the Wolves in that Serrano division, I think it is a it's a crapshoot in my opinion. Um, I think six shooters is going to be the the interest, at least my personal interest, of paying attention to teams in that Serrano division because Brady did so much to remake that roster. And we talked about this, and I think Brady was a little surprised about how much his roster was remade from free agent bidding. I'm curious to see how that team, especially over 22 weeks, this remade six shooters kind of handles themselves, so to speak, uh, in the Serrano division. But if you want to talk about, you know, staples to the Serrano division, Obviously, Lance Bolding Beavers are going to be in the conversation because look at 2018. Bolding Beavers, they should have been out of it, but Land never gave up and Land made trades. He kept making moves. He kept trying to get better and he made the playoffs. And this Bolding Beaver team is if even if Land gets off to another slow start in 2019, Bolding Beavers are not going to be out of it. And when a team's not out of it, when a team is in it and they're not selling off pieces, which we have owners who have done that before, when a team's still in it, they're always going to be competitive. And you never know what you're going to get, right? You, just, you don't know. I mean, you're going to have to you're going to have to have your best guys in the lineup to win. And then there's Los, there's your Los Tigris, which, uh, again, is one of those staples of the Serrano division, uh, always fighting for that top spot. You were in first place. You and you and Chris were up and down in first place for so many weeks, especially towards the end of the 2018 season. I'm not going to be shocked if we see something like that again, Um, but there is going to be a dogfight for the top of that Serrano division, which is going to mean, I think even more now to get that first place regular season uh, divisional championship um, because it guarantees your roster, it guarantees your playoff berth. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how these teams kind of shake themselves out going into this 2019 season. Yeah, I think that um, I know we had our discussions at our owners meeting about the change in the playoffs and how that's going to work and how, you know, one number one from both, both divisions get a buy. And then from there out, it's best record. Uh I think I don't know. And we we had people say, well, it's never going to take. It's always going to be best record. Well, last year it would have been different if we had this rule last year. One team wouldn't have got in. One team would have got in. And the only downfall to that is, you know, if people move through and you end up having two guys from the same division playing each other for the championship, if they're the two best teams, they're the two best teams. But I think this year we are going to have that happen where one league. I think there will be a separation between them. I think you'll have a league kind of like we just talked about with NL Central. It's just going to beat up on each other. And maybe the Wichita White Wolves run the table and have a great year. But that doesn't mean that the six shooters and the Beavers don't split or go 2-1. I guess they were playing each other three times. And then the Beavers and the Tigers go 1-2. And then the smoke comes in and knocks all of us off three or four times. And everybody's hovering around that 500 mark. And... I mean, what happens if that happens and we don't, uh, one league doesn't play well against the other division or whatnot? And I mean, I'm in, I, I just, 
I, I, I like the idea of the best record getting in. Um, and it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting as we go through this with the parody that I feel like we do have. I do. I still think we have a top tier teams and we have a lower tier teams, but they're not well, far and off that, anymore. And as long as, as long as everybody is on board for playing for this year, which I think after seeing free agency and the attack people took in free agency, there's not a ton of people that are really going after 2020 other than I guess Chris thinks I'm only playing for 2020 and then I'm playing for Mike Trout. But if you look at the, at the schedule or if you look at the salary for next year, I don't have that money. Sorry. We've got a tornado okay. warning here in Dallas, Texas going down right now. So I am, yeah, I'm not going to go like, no, you would be made fun of if you did. But, are you okay um, though? Yeah, I just in case you heard that siren in the background, no. it's a severe thunderstorm okay, warning. It's not a tornado warning. Okay. I'm you still alive. I'm still podcasting. If you leave, we know that a big one took you. And uh, to your point about, you know, the discrepancy between top teams or just teams in general in our league and uh, to kind of help put a bow on this conversation and and we can kind of help make some some we'll end with some bigger predictions here in just a moment about Harry Doyle teams, but Based off fan tracks and kind of starting lineups and total 2019 projected points, there is a 57-point difference from the the top team to team number 10 and projected points in 2019. 57 points, Justin. That is a tight race because an injury here, a waiver wire addition here, a trade there over the course of this season, and those 57 points could honestly be made up pretty quick over the course of the season, right? Right. The, to, you're saying 57 uh, uh, points I'm sorry, where? that's 57 average points, uh, a weekly average difference from Wichita. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, whoa, that's it's way average. more than 57. I, I, but okay, I, I, I misspoke. That that's 57 in the average of, of teams. So 293 average of the Wichita White gotcha. Wolves to the 236 average of Van Buren boys. I mean, that 57 average points from week to week can very easily be made up. Uh, this this league is competitive and every week is going to be a dogfight. And just because, you know, you say army and I say wolves at the top does not mean that's how it's going to go down, because these games are going to be played head to head every single week. Wins are going to matter. Losses are really going to suck this year because they're going to hurt, I think, even more so than they have in the seven previous seasons. And uh, we're going to see how this sucker turns out here in 22 weeks. So, Justin. That's, let's okay. let, let me add something real fast is we're talking about, you know, these projections and everything we're talking about right now is based off yes, of projections, yeah, correct? Projections. So projections so last year projected in 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 the pedro serrano i mean if you go off total points scored chris outscored everybody by 500 points but because the way we play the games and yes. their heads up every week most tigres took the, the the divisional title at six 16 and six overall versus 14 and eight from wichita white wolves so projections are what exactly i've always said this to, in negotiations with people for trades or just in general projections are exactly that they're projections and you know at times last year i got lucky because i took on teams when they had really bad weeks and I didn't score a ton of points, but I scored at least one more than they did, and that gave me a win because the wins matter more than the points. 
So Absolutely. let's just throw this thing up against the wall. Let's play 22 or 23 Justin, weeks of fantasy baseball. Justin, at the end of 2019, we are uh, 22, 23. At the end of this 22 weeks, we get into the playoffs. Who is the team that gets the bobblehead and doesn't have to pay for 2020? Low I think I set myself up for that one. Play hey. Play Mays, hey. Yeah, and this is the exact. Play like Mays, and I run like Hayes. Oh, Justin, it is time for baseball, and I am so excited for real life count them baseball. And it is time, like you said, to throw it on the, the wall and see what happens. I I am excited. I'm ahead. I'm happy. Let's do this. Chris, I'm looking forward to week one where we match up rivalry week right off the top. And best of luck to all you guys out there that aren't playing me and aren't playing the army. Chris, you're going down. You've been listening to just a bit outside of anchor.fm podcast. Yes. We are sponsored and we are official. Check us out, Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball and Fan Tracks. For Justin Deering, I'm Travis Akins. So long, everybody. Rest in Rest peace, in Rob peace Jose Ramirez. Rest in peace, Wichita White Wolves. <laughs>